Me, Kendall Desmond. Welcome to a new episode of TNE, the Nirvana Experience. Uh, let's get sh- straight into it today. All right. Um, first and foremost, let's uh talk about video games right quick. I just bought me. Usually, I play on PC, but today I got me a PlayStation Five. And uh, the, the I'm gonna be real. The main reason I bought this PS Five. Because I was I was gonna wait till December uh next month. I was gonna wait till next month or December whenever the PS5 Slam came out. But the main reason I bought this PlayStation 5 this week, uh I want to fight JM more to come back. Because this nigga stayed talking about how he gonna flawless eye, like he talking about he gonna flawless me, flawless Chris, like everybody he talking about. But what he don't know is I'm gonna be on his main ass. And what made it even better, what made it 10 times better, right before I bought my PlayStation 5, NetherRealm Studios came out with a balance pad for Mortal Kombat. And Nerf, the characters that he played with, Nerf means like made them kind of worse than what they could. They were either too powered or overpowered or something like that. So they took away some of their capabilities. So the assist he used and the main character he used got nerfed mine didn't perfect so i don't want to hear nothing like man i lost because uh i got nerfed shut your ass up i ain't trying to hear that i don't want to hear nothing like man you want to win because i got nerfed shut your ass up i ain't trying to hear that boy then then, then he gonna be like man fool i'm getting cheated i'm really ain't gonna want to hear that shit oh i'm gonna tell you what else i hope happened to me <laughs> oh when we fighting I hope when we fight and he jumped behind me, I somehow the hitbox on my move still hit him. So I could be like, what's that behind me? Fuck. All that jeering shit he used to do to me in Dragon Ball Fighters. I can't wait to talk my shit to this man in that joint. All right, so that's mainly what I want to talk about with video games. But I'm glad I got me a PS5. I'm going to tell you something. Me from coming from PC and Xbox and um, going like back to PlayStation after three years, um... This PS5, like, the controller itself so different for me because, like, all right, so I played with a Power A Xbox controller. And on the back of the controller, it have two buttons, like, two uh, buttons at the bottom that was, like, a shortcut. So I won't have to use the shoulder button. I got both of those buttons set to LB, RB, or L1R1 if you're on PlayStation. And um, it's, it's, it's so convenient. So by me having a standard PlayStation 5 controller, I don't really... You know, I don't have those shortcut buttons on the back of my controller. So I have to use the shoulder buttons as like like how they are. And um boy, it, it takes some getting used to, bro. It really did get some use uh take some use uh getting used to. But I'm glad I went on about this junk because um shit. The PlayStation five um and the PS uh not the PlayStation five and the Xbox Series X um generation has been going on for three years now. So I at least waited three years before I got a PlayStation 5. So it was about it was just time for me time for me to get one. But um uh, yeah. Uh this week on TNE, um we're gonna talk about a couple of things. Um 
I I wanna all right, so Jay was giving me ideas about what we can run through on the show for this week. And he came up with he threw a couple of ideas in the head and shit. And um he was like, tell a story about what's under the water and give my appearance about it. So what I'm gonna do uh so what i'm gonna do is just get my opinions on it so right now i'm on my computer i'm on my computer and um i'm looking at stuff like images of like animals and shit under the water all right and the only reason the only reason i'm doing this because it just give me like stuff i want to talk about all right so if anybody know me, when it come down to the earth, um, I always say I love the earth. And a lot of people who I'm close with be like, I listen listen to Michael Jackson a little bit too much because that's all he talked about was protecting the earth and making the earth a better place. But um, I, I I believe in it. Like I really did believe like we take care of the earth and stuff like that, take care of the animals and, and leave these habitats alone, let these animals be sea life and animals on land that you know uh will be better off as people i believe that over hunting animals has came uh caused animals to go extinct um i believe that you know you know you know like big game hunting and uh all that type of shit like that made animals go extinct um mass producing uh food for the for the fast food chain and shit made animals go um extinct that's why they they on uh, these white folks the um resorted these folks resorted to selling us fake food and injecting it with steroids and all that type of shit so i i care a great deal about the earth and plus i believe you know uh god made this earth for all the animals and the humans to live on there and we only supposed to hunt what we're supposed to hunt to eat and to survive not to have the heads on the walls and the cabin and all that type of shit so when it comes down to the ocean to the seas and to the rivers you know basically the bodies of water that's on earth man that's actually like to me sea life and uh animals in the water way more scarier than the possibility of aliens in space for the simple fact we know it's animals in the water we know it's stuff in the water that we haven't seen yet we know that for a fact because uh once you go below a certain level in the, in the oceans uh their pressure start to you know blow shit up you can't reach the depth of certain oceans and shit once you get like to a certain amount of meters on the other hand, with aliens and shit, it's always with speculation and you never really seen a true alien before or nothing like that. And um and like I always say, if it is such thing as aliens, I don't care. God didn't want like if we if we, if we was to know about aliens, God would have made it clear in the scripture. And to my knowledge, to my understanding, I might be wrong. I don't read nothing about no aliens in, in the scripture. Like I don't even need to know what's going on in space. It's not meant for me to know what's going on in space. Even though, like, learning about the different planets, all this type of stuff is interesting and shit, but 
what's me knowing about aliens and the existence of aliens gonna do to better my life? So that's how I look at it. So I, I really don't too much care about the extraterrestrials shit like that. But underwater marine life, um when I when I think about animals and stuff, like for instance, one of my favorite um nature uh documentary narrators is David Attenborough. Y'all might probably not know who he is, but once you hear his voice, you'll know exactly who it is as soon as he starts talking. When I watched uh nature documentaries, that's who I mainly uh watch. Uh and like I like for him to narrate what's going on. And it just some about the water and the the animals that's in the water. They 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 um documentaries because it just I don't know. Like sea turtles, the shark, and then there's different types of sharks and shit. I know I may, like, I know this shit might sound elementary, but this is my really my first time expressing this because, like, like I said, usually when I express my love for the earth and the animals in the water and stuff like that, I get talked about. But this is uh when when Jay had said something about talking about was in the water. This is probably not what he was talking about, but I took it as it's the perfect opportunity to talk about my love for the earth and my love for, you know, animals and shit. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some animals that I'm completely scared of and wish that was never created, like mice and rodents and shit. I have a real deal phobia of that shit. But as far as me, like, as far as me, like, wanting them to go extinct, well, I ain't never saying like I do. I, I want them to be off the face of the earth, like rats and shit. Yes, I do. Cause they get too big, they ugly, they scary, they make noises and shit. I don't like it. But it's a reason why why uh, mice and rats and all that shit was created. So I just don't want to be nowhere near that shit. Like keep them outside in the fields where they supposed to be at. But uh, every time I uh, watch documentaries on nature. And I, and I and I mainly watch them on uh, on uh, marine life. I'd be so fascinated because I'd be like, "What if I can like that's when my imagination started like taking over?" Because I'd, I'd be like, "Man, bro, if I can if I can swim in the water and breathe and actually breathe and be in the water, shit, I you know I try swimming in the waters and being with the animals like the turtles and like like the friendly animals like the like the dolphins and shit." But I don't want to be around them big ass whales because even though whales don't eat people, them John's too fucking big. Now, it's parts of the earth like most of the earth is covered in water, and only a certain percentage of the water's been you know navigating and uh what's the word I'm looking for studied. So it's parts of the world and parts of the uh, oceans and water bodies of water that we don't even know what's in like what's in it. And I already know. Back in the day, these pirates and people who be on ships and boats and shit, when they start coming up with the folklore about the cracking and all that type of shit, I don't think they were just folklore. You know what I'm saying? I believe that. I believe that it is a big old octopus in that water just lying in wait for the opportunity when it's supposed to uh, show itself. They're like, cause it's too many. It's too many. It's too many stories about 
men that see saying that a, a, a oversized octopus or an oversized squid damaged their boat and stuff like that. So it's, it, it, it just can't be a coincidence. Of course, there's stuff in this water that we don't know about that's out there. Of course, it's shit everywhere that we don't know about. Like, it's still animals on land that we haven't discovered yet. Like, we think we know what it is. And and we'd be like, what is that? I know I know it'd be like that for me. And I'd be like, bro, what the fuck is that? And um, it's, it's new animals. Like, animals evolved every day. And it's just... It's just, it's just crazy. But as man moving to different parts of the world, a lot of natural habitats, a lot of animals like decline. Like Michael Jackson came out with Earth Song back in 95. And he was talking about uh, saving the rainforest and animals and all that type of stuff. And that was 20 some years ago, what, 28 years ago. And do you know how much damage can be done within a year, let alone 28 years. So it's parts of the it's parts of the world where the oceans like in like in third world countries, the bodies of water is just trash just floating on top of it. Like it's so much trash to the point where like they don't have nowhere to put it. And it's just lit- literally like rivers and rivers of garbage in the water. And it flow out into the oceans and shit. You see um uh, Marine life get caught up in like them drink um uh, thing where it be wrapped around their neck and get caught up in stuff. They be having straw stuck in their nose, and all come it all come from us people. And I be I be feeling sorry I be feeling sorry for the animals in the water because like they just living and they get caught up in you know our bullshit. And I and I and I remember when I was reading um uh, I remember when I was reading. Right when uh, James had sent me uh, uh, the topics we can talk about for uh, for this week, I was reading a news article. Hold on, let me bring it up because I forgot what it what it, what it was called. But uh, I was reading some, and it was like it said something to the along the lines like marine life can bounce back by twenty fifty, but only if we act now. Hold on, I'm gonna, uh, uh, I'm, I'm gonna look it up. Like I said, I'm on my computer right now, so so this is perfect. So when he so when he said that, he actually gave me an idea. Okay, here it is. I knew it. Like soon as soon as I typed it, it was one of the first things that came up. All right, this on the website called Medical News Today. The article was written by. Uh, Dr. James Kingsland and nah, it was written by James Kingsland on April 14, 2020, and fact checked by Harriet Pipe, PhD. All right, it's a marine life can bounce back by 2050, but only if we act now. Scientists have identified proven interventions that, if scaled up, could almost completely restore the ocean ecosystem within a generation. It's a not all hope is lost for our oceans, researchers say but they urge us to act now like just imagine if we do like 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 what these folks suggest or whatever 
and we actually like boost the ecosystem for the ocean and everything. We'll have more food that we can eat. Like I, I believe, like most of the, most of the problem that come on with marine life is uh, overfishing, polluted waters, and um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like what it's called when, what it's called like when when you like move and force animals to move from their natural habitat and they have to like adapt to where they like going to that that that's 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 three of the major problems i believe i believe all right it, it say in the past four decades populations of marine creatures have suffered catastrophic decline data from a 2018 report by the world wildlife fund wdf show an overall decline of 60 percent on average for mammals birds fish reptiles amphibians which is like frogs and uh amphibians an average drop of well over half and less than 50 years so over half of almost all the animals had dropped less than 50 percent i mean over 50 percent that's half of like that's half of nature gone like what the fuck like like what the fuck? All right, it's a but a new analysis appearing in nature. What is this? Also, it's a journal. Okay, uh, but a new analysis appearing in Nature Journal concludes that a concerted international effort could rebuild depleted ocean ecosystems and restore their structures, functions, and resilience by 2020. All right, so how can we do this? All right, let me read. So basically what they're saying is we just come together and, and stop being mixing the humans, the earth, the earth and the uh, marine life can fucking get back to how it's supposed to be. All right. What's a green shoot? All right, say so in their review, the researchers examined the rates of a recovery of the marine species and habitats to date. And propose a tentative time frame in which substantial recovery of marine life may be possible. The researchers found evidence that in the past two decades, 20 years, the steep declines in marine life seen throughout the 20th century are slowly, and in some cases, people have reversed the uh, declines. I don't know what just happened. Okay, uh, I don't know. I don't know if someone out, but I'm gonna reread it. The re- the researchers found that found evidence that in the past two decades, twenty years, the steep decline in marine life seen throughout the 20th century are slowing, and in some cases, people have reversed the declines. They point to the remarkable resilience of marine life, citing some particular cases of recovery. Such as the humpback whale in Australian waters. Man, I, what I just talking about whale? Everybody whales, they so big and they don't even eat people, but they so big and scary. And they be having all the barnacles on them and then other stuff on them. I don't like that, but they in the water. What make the humpback whale so resilient though? Hmm, I don't know. Uh, let me finish reading. Substantial recovery of many components of marine ecosystem is possible 
within two to three decades, they say, provided we minimize climate change and we roll out proven interventions on a massive scale. In their paper, the researchers write, rebuilding marine life represents a doable grand challenge for humanity, an ethical obligation and a smart economic objective to achieve a sustainable future. These, uh, the collaborators illustrate the impact of the of past conversations success by mapping the distribution and growth of seven million. Okay, so basically, what they're saying is, hold on, what is a fish stock? Like, as soon as I'm about to start talking, I read something that, that throw me off every time. So, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what fish stocks are. So, they say they also consider recovery trends among fish stocks. Megafauna, for example, large animals, including whales and deep sea species, plus they identify six recovery wedges that the world would need to restore ecosystems. All right, so it's 16 that, that the um, scientists and marine biologists and all the folks think that we can do as, as humans to uh, start boosting back up the ecosystem and the marine life and preserve the animals that we have left and help them boost up and within a couple of decades the sea life and marine life will be flourishing all right so it's six of them um uh, what is this all right they could they could they they want us to do um protect the species harvest wisely see that's what i was talking about earlier like overfishing like like it's fishermen that be on the. I know people have seen like the TV show where they'll be like the fishermen be on the boat, and they be catching all them large like all the large amounts of lobster and uh crab like all the sea crustaceans and big old things of fish like the fishermen be catching fish and some everything. So they want you to harvest wisely, uh, restore habitats, reduce pollution, mitigate climate change. And uh, protecting spaces, those six things can help like boost the marine life. And by twenty twenty, I mean twenty fifty, they'll be good. Do is it is it acid in the oceans? See, that's just me. Like that's me thinking out loud. My brain be moving so damn fast. I remember seeing some with somebody with, like certain parts of the ocean, like where the reefs and shit, be acidic and shit. And I'm like, damn. It's acid in the ocean, but, but, but never mind. They're just me just thinking or whatever, whatever. So this, um, like I said, this, these one of the episodes where I want to like bring awareness to, uh, just the earth in general, not even just the marine life, the, you know, the sea creatures, just all life, like on, on land, like the animals and everything like that, plants, uh, everything because one thing I came to understand, uh, like I say, I don't talk much about this, and I keep a lot of this to myself because I get I get I get made fun of all the time. But one of the main things we can do, like as far as like people and helping the earth and stuff like that, is be more conscious of like waste and shit like that. Like for instance, I remember watching. An interview. I mean, I'm watching the cartoon. Uh, what is it called? Uh, Family Guy. 
I don't know if y'all seen that episode when they when they had when a new toy factory had came like came in town or whatever whatever, and they had like one of them, they were dumping their waste into the to the water supply, uh, quahog, and made the Griffin get superpowers and shit like that. They get ideas like that because from people actually like these big companies actually dumping their waste in the in the water in the rivers and shit like that, and they cause a lot of problems to the animals in the water. One thing I can say about the um what what is called the people that's um that's over uh game hunting uh like uh, hold on I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up they have rules I'm trying to see who was it uh Department of Fish and Wild Wildlife yeah they they got rules. Because you got to have a license to hunt certain animals. You have to have, you can only hunt a certain amount. You can only hunt male or female, with, depending on where, like, where you went and all. So they, they have rules and shit, but like, it's still over, like, it's still too much. Now, with this episode that I'm doing right now, it may seem like, it, it kind of remind me of the first episode that I did, like the beginning. Because when I first did my first episode of TNE, I just I just I just rambled a lot, and um, yeah, uh, and, and and it sounded like I was just rambling and stuff like that. It, it's kind of hard for me to like express my thoughts and my feelings and stuff on this situation. Like I said, it's my first time really talking about it, and and I'm really passionate about. It. Like, I'm really passionate about the Earth and. The animals on Earth, the insects. Not saying that I, I like all the animals and insects on Earth, because I don't. But I believe in my heart that you know God created these animals and stuff for a reason. So it's a reason why these things exist in the ecosystem. You know what I'm saying? Spiders and all that type of shit. I just don't want it like certain animals and insects around me personally. But I understand, and then I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. When people be like. You listen to Michael Jackson too much, and honestly, he is part of the reason why I even start like caring about the Earth and stuff like that. He also heal the world, Earth song. He always talking about uh, making the world a better place and all that type of stuff. So, and then when I met my teacher when I was twenty four, and I changed my life around, and I start having an appreciation for. The earth and i realized who the earth was for and 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 like i i just i saw just getting an appreciation for it and i and like i said i don't talk about it all the time because i get i get made fun of but um and this day and age bro everything's so fucked up like the, the air quality fucked up the water quality fucked up the food quality fucked up everything is fucked up because we overdo everything we release bullshit into the air, fuck up the air quality, they have us coughing and sick and shit. We overproduce. It's not enough animals for, like for us to eat off of, so they make a synthetic animal. Bro, me and my granddad watched it. Uh, watched the news one day, like a couple months ago, and a scientist said, from one kernel of corn, they can make a like they can do something to it and make a field of corn. So like they they feeding us like synthetic food and all that type of shit. So like. Ugh, it just, it just no bueno. It's just no good. 
it, it just it's just no good because man everything everything so, so everything so ass backwards now <laughs> Ooh, we yeah my bad i didn't even mean to yawn like they just snuck up on me but uh that's pretty much that's pretty i don't want to like make this whole episode about like sappy stuff like that because i know maybe not a lot of people who listen to tne want to you know too much want to hear that but like i said I uh I just wanted to talk about that like because I really like I say I really do I really do care about uh I really do care about marine life I really do care about animals on land I, I care about that type of shit now if I'm being honest and 100% real I don't know how to like if I was to go out and try to do something to save the earth or help animals or something like that. I don't know where to go or what to do to do my part. Uh, you know, I think about that all the time, but, you know, I try not to think about it, but I do care. Like I say, I do care about the condition that the, the, the earth and the world itself in general. So, because I was just talking to my sister, my cousin, I was like, man, I bet back in the day, like thousands and thousands of years ago, the air smelled different, water tastes different. Like before, like humans started like doing shit with like toxic wastes and all that type of shit. Like I just knew like waters and stuff would be be different. Cause they were like, what what, what was that? What's they saying? Like they were like, if if you if you see a horse drinking from a water source, you can drink from that because horses don't drink clean water. I don't know how true that is, but man, it just sounds good. Oh we there we go. I'm on, I'm up here looking at um I'm up here looking at certain stuff on my phone right now. And uh I be getting news that I don't want to hear. Oh but you know before I move on, before I move on, let me just say this, let me close this out. Uh, I love the earth. I love all the animals and the stuff that's on the earth, like as far as like the marine life, the animals on land, uh, the insects and everything. We we as people should take care, take better care of the earth because if we do, it'll make our lives better. We'll have better quality food. We'll have better quality water. Um, it, it'll just be overall better for us in the long run. Like when I say us, I mean humans. Um just like do your best to try to you know what i'm saying keep keep the earth the way it's supposed to be um like i say i, I know people might not want to hear that because people just live their life and they get caught up in life they go to work go to school have fun and all the type of stuff but uh it's more than us just on this planet if we have to share it with the other stuff that god created and even though we had dominion over the animals and all the type of stuff, that don't mean we have to abuse the animals, kill them for no reason or for sport. We should only, on time, we should only kill animals when we're finna eat or if one is attacking or one like getting inside a place they're supposed to be and it's aggressive. But other than that, 
we shouldn't be killing the animals and stuff like that. So I love the world and just try to, you know, do a um, do your part to make the earth better for everybody. All right, so we're gonna move on from that. Um, I feel like I feel like Netherram, Netherram Studios, the people who develop Mortal Kombat and Injustice stuff like that. I really did feel like they be out of touch sometimes, just like what a lot of these game developers, bro. Because when Mortal Kombat One first came out a month ago. It, it was a fresh breath of, um, breath there for everybody who came from Mortal Kombat 11 because MK11 was simplified and made easy and accessible so anybody can pick it up. You had four balls and meter, which was separated from defensive and offensive. And when, when Mortal Kombat always had one bar system, three bars and meter, a breaker system, which cost two bars and meter, and you had to find your way. It wasn't no poke and grab game. That's why I call, I call Mortal Kombat 11 Poke 11 because I can just poke you and grab and I can win. But when Mortal Kombat 1 came out, cameos, which is the assist, was man, some was better than the other was, but it made the game feel fun because you had a lot of creativity to do whatever you want to do as far as combo routes and stuff like that. With this recent patch that came out that I talked about at the beginning of the episode, with this recent patch, I feel like that it limits a lot of players in they in the way they want to play the video game. Like for instance, Sonny Fox made a he made a, a statement. Uh, in fact, let me go to it because one thing about Netherrealm when they um when they main uh, competitors start suggesting stuff and start talking about stuff, they they'll look into it. Alright, so Sonny Fox said they sent out nurse already. This was yesterday. He this was on the tw- October twenty third, two days ago, as of this recording. He like they sent out nurse already. I'm actually pretty disappointed to see how they nursed Cyrex. Cyrex was one of the uh, assists in the game that was Mainly used by everybody because of his utility, chip damage, etc., etc., etc. He was one of the best cameos in the game. He goes on to say, I'm a firm believer that they should have just universally buffed the cameos to be more broken so that the strategies that Raiden, Baraka, and Rain do aren't as meta. Now, I've been seeing this take a lot. So what, what Netherrealm usually do when I say, like I told you earlier, nerf is take away some of the abilities or advantages that some of the characters in the game have to make it more balanced. People, one one of Netherrealm Studios' most famous games is Mortal Kombat, and Mortal Kombat Nine to be exact. Mortal Kombat Nine came out in 2011. It had a good roster, and it's some of people' favorite Mortal Kombat game to this day. Like that game still get held in regards to the day because one, it didn't have no no it really didn't have no game balance patches, nothing like that. So a lot of stuff was broken in the game, which means was certain characters had gimmicks and stuff they can do that other characters couldn't. But what made Mortal Kombat 9 so good was each character had broken shit to them. So not only could 
Barack, I mean, uh, what's her name? Uh, Cabal do the shit he do. Shiva, I mean, uh, Shiva was able to do stuff. Kenshi was able to do stuff, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So every, by everybody having broken stuff in the game, some, like I said, some may be better than others. The meta was kind of balanced. By that game being so broken, it made it fair and balanced. And it was and it was fun and it, and it created hype moments and it created memory. It, it, was, it was just fun overall. That's why I get held in such a high regard. When Mortal Kombat X came out in 2015, they introduced the combat kids, uh, Jackie Briggs, Cassie Cage, uh, Kun Jin, and Takeda. Those are four new characters. The legacy characters came back, and we had the guest characters, you know, Jason, Leatherface, Alien, Predator, you know, all of them. But the gameplay mechanics were still kind of like Mortal Kombat 9. It still had the three balls a meter. It caused two balls to break. And you can do some of the longest combos ever in a Mortal Kombat game in that game. And that what made and it could be flashy and everything. And that's what made Mortal Kombat X so perfect. Like to me personally, that's one of my favorite Mortal Kombat games. Even though I wasn't that good at it. I mean, I got good at the last minute. But that was one of my favorite Mortal Kombat games to this day. Uh, uh, you know, outside of the classic uh, three, like Mortal Kombat one, two, and three, and trilogy, like those games, like will always be the best Mortal Kombat games. But uh, regardless, um, then you get to MK11. A lot of the fan favorites gone. They got a, a lot of new characters in there. They have the Joker. They have Spawn. They have a lot of characters in the game. You know what? Let me pull the roster up because uh, I'm actually forgetting. Who was in the game? So I haven't played it in a little minute. It's been a couple months. Okay, okay, okay. And then, then the game just felt so limited. Like it just felt so limited, bro. That's why I like the Kano so much in the game because even though it felt limited, Kano didn't feel like I had to play like everybody else. But Mortal Kombat 11, even though it was universally hated, it was also universally loved by a lot of people. And I'm one of the people that loved it personally. But a lot of people hated, like, coming off Mortal Kombat X and the freedom that you had and the combo you was able to do. And, man, the only thing that, that made Mortal Kombat 11 so good was the gameplay, the story, the graphics, the improved netcode. Um, certain character like oh uh, the guest character, the guest character, stuff like that. Uh, they brought back friendships and everything like that. What made people hate Mortal Kombat 11 was the microtransactions, and you had to literally grind for everything, like everything, brutalities, skin. And then you you want like a new skin if you want one in a, in a certain color, you have to go to the towels. You have to do this, do it like you have to over grind on everything. Then come down to the gameplay. Come down to the gameplay. You had offensive meter, defensive meter. Instead of want to come at eleven having a three bars of meter like like I said before. 
that they, they, they use everything. They introduce fatal blow. Uh, like when your health get a certain amount, you can do a fatal blow. I hate that shit. Even to the day, even, but bro, even to this day in Mortal Kombat One, the newest Mortal Kombat game that just came out a month ago. I hate this shit because in a, in Mortal Kombat Nine and in Mortal Kombat X, if you want to do a fatal blow, which is basically an X ray, if you want to do an X ray, you had to have all three bars of meter, and you had to sacrifice using all three bars of your meter to get that fatal blow in. Now, people can have a meter and still do the fatal blow, and people just throw that shit out without, like, like without regard. And I hate this shit. Like, it, it, it's too, it's too easy, and it's noob, it's for noobs and shit, and it make the game not fun. Another thing people didn't like about Mortal Kombat 11 was the crushing blows. So if you was if like everybody had universal crushing blows, and they had certain criteria that you had to meet to do a crushing blow. For instance, if you got a punish on somebody doing a high, a high attack, and you uppercut them, it was a crushing blow. Then you got character-specific crushing blow, like Kano, when he, if, if they got up doing um, an escape, uh, a roll, like rolling away from you as they get up, if you do a command grab and catch them, and you use meter, to enhance his mood, it was a crushing blow. And a lot of people didn't like crushing blows in Mortal Kombat because they just automatically triggered. And it, it's been a, it's, it's been plenty of times where I play in Mortal Kombat, and I know for a fact these folks didn't try to do a crushing blow to me, and they hit a crushing blow on me and won the match. I'm like, bro, you didn't even try to do that shit that you won. And they be thinking, and it should be making me some. I'm like, man, I hate this shit. Now. As far as like the, the graphics and the look of Mortal Kombat 11, perfect. The story of Mortal Kombat 11, perfect. Even when they came out with the Aftermath DLC where uh, where uh, the story was focused on Shang Tsung a little bit and, and you know, Liu Kang and shit. That was perfect. But it just it just the gameplay, was, like after a while, it wasn't fun in Mortal Kombat 11 because you didn't have the freedom to do combos and setups and all the stuff that you wanted to do. You you like you literally like all right, so like for instance, in Mortal Kombat X, if somebody played with Alien, you can see somebody play with Alien two different ways, two, three different ways. But in Mortal Kombat 11, if you if somebody picks somebody like let's say Cetrion or Cabal, by the moveset being so limited and the way the mechanics and the engine is still set up on the game. Literally everybody fought the same and did the same combo. Like everybody literally did the same thing in the game because you couldn't do nothing else. And that's what made and that's what made Mortal Kombat hated a little bit. Like I said, me personally, I love Mortal Kombat 11, especially when it first came out. Cause I played with Sonya Blade, but they nerfed her to hell, and I didn't play with her anymore. And I started playing with Kano, and I started playing with Kano because he was the only character in the game that made me feel like I was actually playing Mortal Kombat. Because he had a low overhead mix-up, he had a 50-50, and he was kind of safe on some on some stuff. And I liked his brutalities, I liked his fatalities. It, everything about Kano and Mortal Kombat Level was perfect to me. But uh you move to Mortal Kombat 1, right? You move to Mortal Kombat 1. It's basically a reboot, based off how the uh end of Mortal Kombat Aftermath ended. Uh what I'm about to say. Oh yeah, I forget. Oh yeah. 
You move, you move the Mortal Kombat one. The game come out. People love it because, like I said, you able to fight how you want. You the uh, cameos give you extensions on your combo. You can have longer combos. You can do setups and tricks and stuff like that. But um, this this latest this latest balance pass, bro, it kind of took away some of it. And a lot of and a lot of people don't like this shit. Like, but I got faith in the other round studios because the same thing happened with Mortal Kombat 11. The same as that thing where somebody be too strong or something be too strong in the game, they'll nerf it. People, you know, talk about how they don't like it because they always talk about how they want to make the Mortal Kombat the best game you can play and all that type of shit. They listen to uh, the player feedback. Another balance pack come out like a month or so later. They revert what they did or or make some adjustments to where it's a middle ground where stuff ain't exactly like it was, but it was halfway like how it was and add some extra shit. And people be satisfied. And I believe that's what they're going to have to do with this with this uh, Mortal Kombat game because um, this latest patch, bro, people are complaining. Bro, Jay straight up said he didn't even want to play that hoe no more. That man, somebody even throw his controller and everything. I was like, this man, the baby. I was laughing. Like, that morning, man, him was texting after he found out what the patches were. I mean, the uh, what, what the nurse and all that shit was. Man, I was laughing my ass. I was like, this man funny here. I was like, this man. This, I like this man didn't really play Mortal Kombat 11. He don't really know Netherrealm because these folks stay doing shit like this. I like I like this man, a baby. The man just had me laughing the whole morning. And what's and what's the funniest thing out of all that? He still play, do all that complaining, all that type of shit, and still play it. When Mortal Kombat One first came out, he was like, "I don't like this game. I don't like this. It's, 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 I can't get shit started. I don't, I don't know who to play. All that type of shit. Start playing with Scorpion." He was like, man, this jump fun, man. I know, I know how to play now. Then the, the patch came out. Man, fuck this game. I hate this game. I'm finna throw my controller. Like, like he throw tantrums and shit. Man, a baby. But um, he be wanting to see what I'm. I'm gonna tell you what it be with with Jay. He be wanting to cheat niggas out. He be wanting to cheat like he be wanting to cheat niggas out, bro. Plain and simple. Cause in Dragon Ball Fighters, he was a straight up cheat, bro. Bro, he was a straight up cheat. He had Goku Black, Jiren. And who was this main third character? Because I think uh, Goku Black was his anchor, but then Jeremy became his anchor. Not that Goku Black was always his anchor. I forgot who that other person was on their main team, but it used to be a fucking hassle fighting James and Dragon Ball Fighters, bro. Because this man would play like a straight up monster, bro. <laughs> like it, like bro, he could get away with shit. Like, and then, and then it would make it worse, bro. James would be fighting you, beating your ass, talking shit. And you be like, what the fuck? I'm like, hang on, that one supposed to happen. He was like, hey, what's that behind me? And I'm like, man, his character just automatically just turn around and hit you and shit. Like, I'm like, man, come on, bro. And and he'll just be talking straight up shit. And but that would make it fun though. But he 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 want to do shit like that and more to come in, but it ain't it ain't like that. Um, what I want to do, what I want to do, is um have Raquel and. Jay on one episode together with me. What I'm gonna try to do is uh have all three of us on the, on the show together, um uh, with within two weeks, uh because the WWE uh PLE come on. Well, I ain't gonna say in two weeks. I I say next Sunday, yeah, next Sunday, next Sunday. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I hope I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to get uh Jay and Raquel on the show with me at the same time, uh uh because the WWE PLE um. Crown Jewel come on next Saturday, 
Uh, not Saturday is coming up, but the following Saturday. And that's Sunday. Me and Jay can get on and, you know, do the do the pod and whatever, whatever. And hopefully Raquel can make it and all three of us get on there. And um, we just make it do what it do. Like I always say, at the end of every episode, I appreciate every last single one of my Nervonians, bro, because y'all sit here and y'all support me. Y'all listen to the show. Y'all help me grow. Uh, Jay showed me that the engagement that y'all be showing on TikTok, y'all y'all be fucking with the TikTok, y'all be fucking with like y'all just y'all just fuck with me, bro. And and I really appreciate that. I super super appreciate it because y'all, like I say, I I might not be the biggest podcast platform, but y'all help me get there. Y'all help me y'all help me like live out my dream and shit like that. Like I said, I always want to do podcasts. I say this every week. I always want to do this. I always want to do this. Everybody doing it. Now, like, podcast, even though podcasts are relatively new, a lot of people are having podcasts. Some people are having success. Some people not. Some people have to work a little harder. Some people don't because it, they know the ride. But it is what it is. I love my fan base that I have now because y'all show me each and every week that y'all come back and listen to what I have to say. Y'all come back, listen to what me and my friends and the guests and stuff have to say. And I super appreciate that. Y'all helped me get a sponsor before. I, uh, DC Universe uh, Infinite. Y'all, they 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 reached out to me, and 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 gave me a two ad deal, where I, uh two week two ad deal where I do it for two weeks, and they pay me for it. And I won't be able to do that if it weren't for y'all listening to, uh TNE, and uh shout out to uh, DC Universe. Um, uh, I pre like I said, I appreciate y'all listening to me. I appreciate. Man, y'all just don't understand how much I, I I love it. Um, like I said, if if Raquel can't make it to TNE next week, I know for a fact me and Jay Jamal gonna be on here and he gonna try to take over the show again, like he always do. But y'all love it, and um, like I said, I appreciate y'all, and I see y'all next week. Peace. Mm-hmm.